far's the, how far is the drive? Like Elmsall to Leicester, what sort of difference is it? Uh, it's 90 miles, so hour, hour and a half. Yeah, hour and a half this morning. No traffic, nice, steady, nice, steady ride down the M1. And do you come down to, between head office and Elmsall, do you come down a lot or not really? Or More often recently, uh, coming to trade meetings and things like that, uh, but not not that often. Probably once a month, once every couple of months, something like that. But I feel like I've been here every day for the last three or four weeks. <laughs> <laughs> and what what's what what are, what's your involvement in them trade meetings? Then what's how does how's that working for you? Uh, at the so moment? I I just go to stand in for Claire Hopkins, the the director of warehousing and logistics, and uh, so I will sit and listen to the all the other directors the product directors finance directors etc uh, and give my update on warehousing and logistics in claire's absence uh, things like where we are with returns where we are with demand uh, costs that sort of stuff pretty big responsibility then in terms yes. of what you've got to like listen to and also deliver definitely yes yeah yeah enjoy it love it love it wouldn't wouldn't have another job for anything love nice. it and what, so I guess I probably should ask you what your name and uh, <laughs> what and what your actual job title is then and like what kind of that involves. Okay, so I'm, I'm Carl Stevenson. Uh, I'm the head of warehousing and I look after all of our UK warehousing sites, Elmsall, Stadium, Doncaster, uh, take on all that responsibility. Uh, retail online, uh, look after seven, seven and a half thousand people. Uh, wow. So, yeah, it's always always on the go. Uh, it's nonstop. <laughs> There's always something changing. Uh, it's exciting. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's I, I I wouldn't swap what I do for the world. Love it. So, because a lot, it, me included. What what is you just briefly mentioned? There are all those different sites. How how many have we got? Like what are we talking like? And where and sort of what locations have have we so, got our network in? So we've got eleven warehousing sites. Uh, mainly all in uh, South Yorkshire. Uh, so we've got three sites uh, at South Elmsall uh, for online boxed picking, which is Elmsall Drive, Elmsall Way, and now uh, the new site, which is E3. Okay. Uh, we've got Stadium Way and Stadium 2, which are hanging warehouses. Uh, for anybody that's not been there, if you can imagine uh, Monsters, Inc., uh, oh, with the doors. The, yes, yeah, so the, yeah. you've got all the doors going around. The stadiums a bit like that with all the oh, wow. all the dresses and tailoring and things like that going around. Above no your monsters head. though, yeah. No, no monsters. No. <laughs> <laughs> Not even the site managers. No. <laughs> uh, over in Dern, uh, in in Rotherham, uh, we've got Dern Valley Box, which is a retail only site. So that picks around three hundred thousand units a day wow. uh, to deliver to all our stores. Uh, next door, we've got Dern Valley Pallet, which is online and retail uh, for all your bigger items, lamps and soft furnishings and small furniture, uh, things like that. Over in Doncaster, we've got two sites there, which is uh, all for furniture. And in one of the Doncaster sites, we have our own in-house furniture manufacturing facility uh, where will they, they will make around, they build around a thousand sofas a week. Wow. Yeah. All, all on site, right? All there. on site, from, from designed, scratch. Designed on site and built from scratch. The frames, the upholstery, the cushions, uh, everything you built see, from scratch. You see, a lot of people would probably think we just ship them in, or you know, they're done somewhere else. But that's literally within one of our distribution sites. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is. So we do both. We will. We will bring in uh, 
sofas from from other manufacturers yeah. but we do have our own styles that we uh, we build and manufacture ourselves wow so it's a so massive operation it now. is and then over the other side in bradford we've got toffshore uh, our oldest site uh, everything started there. We we once did online picking and and everything. Oh, did out it? Of, is that is that the original? Sure, that's the original site. Yes, uh, and now it's just a return centre. Say just a return centre. <laughs> uh, it it processes around about one hundred and thirty to one hundred and fifty thousand returns every day. A day. A day. A day. Uh, and houses around about eight hundred people. Wow. So very very busy site for such. Uh, when you compare it to all our other sites, yeah, the footprint of that site is around about one hundred eighty thousand square feet, compared to E three, uh, that is nearly nine hundred thousand square feet. So Whoa. it's it's not huge in terms of footprint, but in complexity and the number of people that operate in that site. And I guess the importance as well for getting that product back into our distribution network is key isn't Absolutely. it because it means it's all about then getting that out to the next customer that Correct. might want it as and, well and for two things one the experience that that team in Toffshore brings yeah uh, because you've got to be you've got to have a real eye for detail for the quality to make sure you're picking up on anything that a you know customer might have soiled or damaged or or anything like that they have to pick that up so we don't send it out to another one yeah but the speed in which we need to do it as well, because to get it into Toffshore and then back into Elmsall as quick as possible, like you say, to sell again as soon as possible. Uh, we, we've realized over the last couple of years that returns are key to making Elmsall run efficiently as well. Oh, okay. Uh, because if we, if we don't stay on top of returns, we end up bringing new boxes of that same stock forward. And then when the return does eventually come back, we just keep picking the returns and then that box sits dormant and ties up valuable space in Elmsall. And then you're just ending up with excess stock as well, I guess. There's, potentially, well, potentially. Potentially, or, or it sits and dwells for a period of time when actually something that's moving much faster needs that space. Right, I got so. you. So how does, because Toffshore to Elmsall, what? good bit of distance as well it's about 40 miles across yeah. the m62 yeah. yeah so it's about an hour's journey so we must just have things going backwards and forwards we do. all day we all do all day there's, there's around about across the m62 we probably move about 20 to 25 trailers of returns every day there and like back. the bit talking the big ones yes like, yeah, the big, yeah 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 big arctics yes it? yeah yeah we'll we'll move <laughs> tough show will take in around about 400 pallets four to 500 pallets of returns a day wow so all this is just going on every day, yep. 24-7, Yes, never stops, never sleeps. And now, like you just said there, we're opening something called E3, Yep, which is bigger than anything we've opened. It is. <laughs> it is indeed. <laughs> um, and what, what, why is it called E3? Just out of curiosity, like, because it's... Because of where it is, yeah, yeah. Uh, yes, so we've got, uh, we first started with Elmsall Way, that we're about to rebrand E1. <laughs> uh, we then built Elmsall Drive, which we're about to rebrand E2. Makes uh, sense. To try and keep them all in the same currency. Uh, and as online demand has just grown and grown, those two sites, uh, we just can't cope. We've... We've invested heavily in automation to try and get us through the last five years. Uh, but the decision had to be made that actually we need more capacity. Yeah. So E3 was designed and born about 
four years ago uh, and signed off by the exec board. Uh, and we started building E3 two to two and a half years ago. Uh, and E3 now is bigger than Elmsall Drive and Elmsall Way combined. Wow. So in terms of if I was trying to picture it in my head, what if I took a football pitch or something like that, what sort of scale are we talking? How many of them are we talking? You on? could, inside E3, you could fit a full Wembley Stadium, not just the football pitch, but the, a full everything. Wembley Stadium around about 12 times. 12? Yes. <laughs> massive then. It's significant. It's, it's massive. Huge. Yes. And what's the what's the business thinking then long term with what like because obviously is it just we'll just keep doing the same or actually no we're going to do something a bit different with this space as well the the site is like nothing we've ever done before it is heavily automated okay so we've worked with the third party provider called uh, Canap and Dirkop uh, where we will use a shuttle system so in Elmsall Drive and Elmsall Way at the moment literally there is racking everywhere you look and brown boxes and you know there's people walking around with trolleys climbing upstairs picking out the items that they need uh in e3 people will stand at a station and the shuttle will deliver a box to to the person so there's a lot less walking okay uh and the efficiency that we'll get from someone not having to walk uh, roughly in elmsall drive elmsall way nine miles a day Really? Wow. Yeah. Get your steps in. Absolutely. (laughs) So they will just stand static at a picking station and the boxes will get delivered to them. The screen will tell them how much to pick, what tote to put it in, and then onto its onward destination for packing. So significant investment in automation in E3 uh, that should see us through probably the next three to five years before we need to start thinking about capacity again. Wow. So already there's thoughts, conversations, thinking, we know this is going to revolutionize what we do now. Definitely. But if we keep going at the way we go. Absolutely. We've got growth within E3 to build more shuttles. Right. Uh, right. So there is still some space there to build more shuttles if we need them. But we already have planning permission next door uh, for E4. Wow. Wow. So E3, we're not, we're not even fully moved in yet, but we do have one eye on the future with, uh, with E4 as well. So it sounds like we're effectively creating, well, you know, up there it's, it's already big, but we're creating an even bigger like community. And That's a well, perfect way of putting yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. It, it, is a, it is a campus. Yeah. It, is, it is huge. Yeah. And then, are, are they all going to be connected in some way as well as in you can easily move between or because I'm guessing if someone like yourself you'll want to be able to get to all yes maybe in a day or so something. The, the three Elmsall sites E1, E2, E3 are all connected by a link bridge yeah so there is a link bridge uh, that stretches around about 280 meters that connects E3 to Elmsall Way yeah and then there is another link bridge that connects Elmsall Way to Elmsall Drive because obviously anything that gets picked in E3 needs to get over to Elmsall Drive. That's the furthest route. If you pick an E3 to a sorter in Elmsall Drive, it's about a 45-minute transit route for a for a picked item. Okay. So And that will be will that be automated yes, as well? Yes, yeah, there's wow. conveyors that just run all the way through. Wow. So And that's all been put in as well as yep. as well as building the the shell of E3. Yes. There's all that other stuff connecting everything together that's there been is. considered as well. There is. We 
we have somewhere in the region of about 150 miles worth of conveyor network just in the Elmsel sites. <laughs> wow. wow. Yeah, significant. So how many, how many people are like, how many people are involved in all of this? It must be like so many people in terms of, or an enormous amount. Uh, absolutely. Just, just in the Elmsel complex, uh, so for online boxed picking, from warehouse operatives, team managers, engineers, uh, product and quality control staff and things like that, there's roughly five to five and a half thousand people in that complex. Wow. So, and then across the road over in Stadium, you've got the best part of another thousand. So just in that Elmsel campus, there is six to six and a half thousand people. So do we have quite a significant impact on the community then and like, you know, creating jobs and stuff up Definitely. there as well? Yeah, yeah. Definitely, yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah the local community in South Elmsall, South Kirby, uh, Hemsworth, mm. Upton, all that local area, I, I dare say there's someone in every family that works for Next. <laughs> Definitely. Wow, yeah. yeah. Wow. That's such a, I mean, you, you, know, you know working at Next how big things are. But I think when you start seeing it on and hearing about it on that scale, yeah, it really starts bringing things to life. And with all this automation that you're talking about in E3, is there gonna? There's still gonna be people needed, though, isn't Absolutely. there? Absolutely. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. There's uh, e- E3 is needed to cope with the demand growth. Uh, you know, there'll be there's there's no requirement to make things more efficient and save loads of money through doing it as a necessity. We will do because of how much more efficient it becomes, but it's all a capacity-driven project. We need that extra space and we need that efficiency uh, to keep growing with the times, with with how demand is how demand is escalating. Wow, wow! And how's it like? How's it impacted you then? In terms of we've talked about it in terms of you know next and the impact and that. What's how what's this changing for you then? In terms because if you're head of warehousing and running all of those, how's this impacting you? Uh, oh, that's a good question. Uh, <laughs> I mean, it, it's had a it's had a huge positive impact on me. If I'm really honest with you, so uh, back in 2017, I joined the Elmsall site as a site manager, uh, and then got promoted to general manager for the Elmsall complex two weeks before COVID hit. So <laughs> great a great time to get promoted wow. to then uh, then have to navigate through all that uh, all those issues. Uh, with COVID and that and that 18 months that we went through, uh, E3 is a welcome boost to to the entire network. It really, really is. It's give us the space that we need to be able to breathe again, uh, to bring costs back down, to bring service back under control where we used to be. Uh, so, from a personal point of view, it's been a great six years uh, of of working through this and. And especially, you know, last year getting promoted to head of warehousing as well. Uh, but as a as a business and as a network, as a warehousing network, e, E3 is just going to give us so many benefits. Mm. It's just incredible. And how did, how did you, where did your journey at Next originally start then? What kind of level did you come in at? So I, I came in uh, on Valentine's Day 2011. Ooh, my first day, romantic. Valentine's Day 2011, uh, in Stadium as an assistant site manager, as a, as a grade three assistant site manager. Uh, and then I became a deputy site manager in Stadium. I moved over to Toffshore uh, to be a deputy site manager there. Uh, I then got the gig of uh, opening our hubs in Belfast 
Oh, okay. And in Moscow. Oh, wow. Uh, so wow. I, I spent a lot of time flying back and forth to Belfast and to Moscow and, uh, and opening those sites, uh, which uh, was very different. Very, very different <laughs> yeah. uh, compared to uh, compared to working in South Amstel. Must have been like such a good life experience as well as an opportunity. Definitely. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Learned a lot as well. With oh, them. yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Belfast. Amazing place. Loved it. Just in general. Like absolutely. City, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Never been people, myself. Never been myself. The people, the city. Uh, just, yeah. I, I decided that rather than just fly over there and stay and I drove up to uh, up to Scotland and got the ferry across so I got my car over in Belfast right. and I could get around uh, and I stayed there for about three months uh, in a hotel uh, while we get it off the ground and running uh, and then moved on to our hub in uh, just on the outskirts of Moscow uh, and back and forth felt like I was living out of a suitcase <laughs> uh, pe- people think this this traveling uh, uh this traveling lock is you know jet stated lifestyles and you know it's all luxurious but i can assure you <laughs> flying at five past four in the morning on an easy jet flight out of gatwick into moscow <laughs> wow and then back the same afternoon and getting caught up in 12 hours worth of traffic oh. on the m25 is not luxurious no no so, and you're not doing that now though no, no definitely no, not no, 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 no. definitely not so no. but yes it was a it was an eye-opening experience it was a great experience uh, to to open those sites and see them. You know the the performance of those sites uh, at the time was was just amazing, uh, and Belfast co- continues to go on from strength to strength. What what's uh, what was your favourite thing? Just on a personal level, what was your favourite thing about Belfast? Why is it such a great place? Uh, the people, the people mm. were so lovely, so welcoming. Uh, yeah, it, it was the the people on site, the people in Belfast, being there on your own. Yeah. Uh, nobody was, you know, too far away to say hello and to help and all that sort of stuff. So uh, I, I really enjoyed just, you know, Saturday afternoon mooching around in Belfast and uh, grabbing a beer. Uh, nice. and And there's nobody that wouldn't talk to you. Yeah. Uh, so Just super friendly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Really, really good. Really oh, good. good. Which was slightly different to Moscow, given that I don't speak Russian. So, yeah. <laughs> and are we we still we still operating in Moscow or no, not? No, no, the not. site closed last year. Yeah, I thought it did. Yeah, 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 yeah. and yeah. rightly so. So we've still got uh, we've still got the site in Belfast, and we've now got one in Germany. Oh, brilliant! Uh, so we've got one in Germany that we run, and uh, we're about to open one in the Middle East as well. Wow! So so it's just constant expansion it innovation is. in your world all yes, the time absolutely so no wonder you're saying like you wouldn't like you love your job wouldn't swap it it's just something new every day yeah you, you, you see the adverts for the army where they say no day's the same <laughs> it's exactly like that doing my job being in next <laughs> it's exactly the same <laughs> and what what are some of the things that have kept you here in the role like as well as you know clearly it's the the ambition of what next is offering and that seems to appeal to you yeah is that is that fair do you reckon yeah absolutely yeah. the the ambition of the business uh the direction of the business uh all of that's great but what keeps me here is the people the team mm. the camaraderie uh some of the people that i've worked with over the last uh what are we now 12 years uh are just incredible 
absolutely incredible. My work mum, Pam Loosley. Uh, she's, she'll hate me saying that. She'll absolutely hate me saying that. Sorry, Pam. That, that, that wasn't teed up. Uh, but she, she has coached me and counseled me over the, over the years uh, and has been absolutely amazing. And, and I have a great team. Uh, we, we just were able to switch the work head on. We're able to socialise. We're able to, or used to be able to go and play football. And my footballing days are done. Uh, <laughs> if not, it's you know the dragon boat race on Manvers Lake that we'll take part in and things like that. It's just a great team uh, that just care so passionately about this business, uh, and and we all have that in common. And that's that's what gets you up in the morning and brings you to work every day. Where do you, where do you think that passion and like that? that comes from from so many people because I know I know exactly what you're saying and I can totally relate to it you know working at next myself like it's um it's absolutely something that I see a lot and in all different parts of the business you know we're not mm. this is just one well this is one very big part of next yeah um, but where, where do you think that comes from because it's quite it's quite rare and I know a lot of people and brands will go oh you know it, it is the people but We've got like we've got people that have been here, well, basically their whole lives, mm-hmm. uh, and people that come in and like go, whoa. So, w- what's your take on that? Where do you think that comes from? I think next is Marmite. <laughs> okay. You e- okay. you either arrive and love it and stay forever. Yeah. Or you arrive and you think, I'm not sure the pace, the energy, the. Uh, ability to uh, to keep evolving and keep changing I can keep up with that so you either come and you stay forever which is a lot of what the management team in warehousing and logistics is like or you come and you think this is not for me and probably within a year you've looked for something else uh, and then what what creates that culture is all those people that have stayed so I talked about Pam who is 30 plus years Claire Hopkins is 20 plus years. Lisa Stevenson is 20 plus years. Uh, Darren Stevenson is 20 plus years. Mark Naylor, uh, who's the general manager at Elmsler, he's 20 plus years. Uh, Martin Hemsworth, 20 plus years. Uh, We just, we know how the business works. We know what the business expects of us. We know how to translate that message and communicate that to a team. Uh, And, and, you know, even even my leadership team in, uh, in warehousing, uh, like I say, Mark is 20 plus years. Dave Vickers is 20 plus years, I think. Uh, Dean Tanzi is 15 years. Uh, Anthony Ryan, uh, who's the general manager at the Dern Complex, started out as a warehouse operative. Did uh, he? He did. And uh, he's he's probably nearly 10 years in. So, Which is, compared to everyone else, is... He's a baby not, in comparison, baby. <laughs> absolutely, yeah. Absolutely. But if you, if you walked into one of our leadership meetings, uh, you know, even the likes of Gail... Gail McIntyre, who's, again, probably 15 years in, something like that. Our leadership team meetings, if you walked in there, there is probably a couple, nearly a quarter of a century's worth of, uh, yeah. yeah, average service around that table. And how, how valuable is that for, for a leadership team and for you as well? Like, I think... In, in other businesses that aren't as fast-paced and as evolving, it could probably become a bit stagnant, but not in Next. Okay. Because we do evolve every single, every year, something new. Uh, because we are vibrant, because we are ambitious, it just keeps that drive 
Uh, and, and every single one of that leadership team maintains that same drive. So, and that, that just echoes down through into the rest of the teams. I mean, that's awesome. But it's not, it's not and you're not saying as well, because I think, you know, I just want to be clear, you're not saying it's just a closed off kind of leadership team. Oh, you? God, you're no. constantly getting new people kind of injecting. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. If, you, if you look at uh, the change that we made last year where Claire got promoted to uh, logistics director and I got promoted to the head of warehousing, that meant Pam Loosley got promoted, it meant Mark Naylor got promoted, it meant Dave Vickers got promoted, it meant Anthony Ryan got promoted, uh, Dean Tanzi, and then all of a sudden that created all of these other gaps for people to progress uh, within those structures. Uh, and we are, we are really proud of how we develop uh, and promote from within. Yeah. Uh, and, and bring in new talent as well and try and nurture them. And that's why I say sometimes you get the Marmite, they're, mm. they're here for a year or they're here forever. Uh, but yeah, we, we're really, really proud of how we try and promote from within and develop from within and, and develop those leadership skills uh, in a way that the business needs them to drive forward. Yeah, I mean, it, I mean, it's great. It's just, it's just great to hear about what's going on in distribution in E3. And you just, I don't think you ever really understand the scale until you see it either. It's one of those things, it's like you've got to see it to believe it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. think one of, one of the uh, things that frustrates us up north is uh, <laughs> when, when you hear uh, the warehouse, uh, and, and actually when you start to realise then there's 8 million square feet across 11 warehouses. Mm. Uh, so, yeah, it is, it is huge. Uh, it is vast. Uh, it takes it takes some real strong characters and some real strong leaders uh, to keep us on track. I bet. I bet. And what's um, what you what's next for you then? What kind of where are you other than obviously get when does E three open actually? So we we've got early access into E three. We've yeah. actually uh, we've put some racking in there and we're picking in the conventional method. Uh, we should start to see the first phase one of the automation should come pretty much around the end of October, early November. Uh, the second phase, probably just after Christmas. And then the third phase, probably around about Easter time. So we should be, we should be picking from the shuttles uh, with returns in late October, early November, with new stock arriving into E3 and into those shuttles early January. Uh, and then we'll be using the packing system to, to pick it all and pack it all in E3, uh, probably from Easter next year. Wow. So all fully up and running yes. next spring, so. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Spring 2024, that'll yes. be, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's, that's, that's where we're aiming. Yeah. And what, what have you got any, you got any personal goals at the moment that you're trying to hit as part of that, or? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, my my personal goals are all about being better than yesterday. Uh, just just wanting like just wanting for me and for the operation to come in and just be better than what we did yesterday and learn from what we did yesterday. Uh, I'm I'm so pleased with where we are at the moment. Uh, so yeah, I think I think just to keep just to keep driving forward. Uh, be better than where we've come from and just be prepared for what's coming around the corner. Uh, all eyes at the minute, personally and 
uh, from the team are all on quarter four. Uh, right. We know that quarter four trading in the build-up to Christmas is going to be huge. Uh, and with navigating through a new system in E3 as well, we've got to be on the money. How, so. how mad is it at Christmas in in it, a, a distribution? It's crazy. Is it? It is. It's crazy. Through November uh, and the first week, maybe stretching into the second week of December, it's crazy busy. Oh, and then it does tail off though through it December. Does, yeah. Other than you know people like me that leave it until <laughs> two weeks before <laughs> Christmas to frantically start ordering things. Uh, most people now seem to be getting more prepared. So November, first couple of weeks in December, it's major busy. It's crazy busy. Uh, but then it does does start to quieten off. It's still busy. Yeah. Uh, it's still busy up until probably three days before Christmas uh, as people have then started to head to the shops rather than right. trust the online delivery performance and the couriers and yeah. everything like that that goes with it so they'll head to the shops for the probably the last week before christmas but then for us obviously we move straight into end of season sale right so there's no respite as soon as <laughs> as soon as we've got christmas out of the way uh, we're into end of season sale so we which is massive for it next. is huge it's massive we have, a, for next. we have an objective uh, where we're now trying to clear it within 14 days what so, the sale? The sale in its entirety. What What do you mean by clear it in terms of? So, to make sure that every sale order picked, uh, sorry, every sale order ordered is cleared within fourteen days. So, if you order on day one, yeah, the very latest you're going to get it is in fourteen days. But if you order on day eleven, you're going to get it within three days. Wow! If that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. So, literally, of the probably what will be. 4 million units that will be in sale. We aim to get all of those picked and delivered within a 14-day window. And we achieved it in spring, summer. Wow. It's it's funny how you're just like, yeah, 4 million units, nothing. It's like... And that's I, only sale. Yeah. That's on top of the usual that's, full price demand. And and does that ever differ in, in distribution? When we've got sale, does... Do you... Is it, is it level? Does it dip a little bit? Or is it kind of... You usually see... Full price sales drift off yeah. a little bit through sale, uh, but then they'll they'll come back again. Uh, in January, obviously, everyone's just got through Christmas. Uh, it makes it a little easier for us because people aren't ordering as much uh, new stuff in, in January as they do in July. Uh, the July end of season sale is very, very different. People are, are maintaining buying holiday clothes and things like that on top of ordering sale stuff. Whereas in, in January, it's slightly different. Yeah, different time of year. Like, yes. yeah, not many people are going away, I guess, in That's January it, yeah. as well. And they've just enjoyed Christmas and stuff yeah. like that. So, yeah. You mentioned as well there, like, you know, the desire to always get better. Where, where's that come from, like, from you? Like, because that's not something, well, I don't think it's something maybe that Next has instilled in you or has it? I, I think I've, I think I've always had it. Uh, always wanting to better myself, do better uh, in whatever I do. Uh, I've tried my hands at lots of things and <laughs> some things you realize you're never going to get better at. Yeah. DIY as an example. <laughs> I know I'm never ever going to get better at it. So it's easier <laughs> to just pay someone to come yeah. and do it. Uh, but the things that I, I want to do better at and get better at, I, I, I try and push myself as much as I can. Mm. So yeah, just, I, I'm, I am quite a driven individual. I do, I always want to see uh, the results get better. You know, I'm not sure how Man City can better winning 
the treble oh, last City season, fan. for instance, but I'd want them to. Right, okay. So, yeah, I'd want them to go on and win four next season, but maybe maybe they won't be able to. I don't think many other people other than Man City fans would want that. <laughs> <laughs> but no, no, no. No, I, I, think, that's, I think that's really important as well because it's definitely something you, you hear a lot from people that have either been here a long time or really enjoy working here or have progressed as well. It's that... It's that desire and drive yes. from within yep. that it's quite infectious as well, isn't it? it like is. you, you start drawing other people around you from in the business and before you know it, it's you're in that kind of you're all together pushing the business Absolutely. forward. Absolutely. You've just you've just nailed it there. That's that's why we are so successful. The drive, the energy, the passion, the creativity, it's infectious. Uh, and it's it binds a lot of teams together. Uh, that that drives the results and drives the performance on and on. Yeah, yeah, no, it's a it's a really it's a really good thing at Next. It's something that's it's something that I really enjoy here as well. That the fact that you get to work with people like that every day and yeah. from loads of different industries as yes. well. It's not just it's not just uh, you know people in product or people in um, distribution or warehousing or logistics or transport or you know even uh, loss prevention or whatever yeah. it might be. Like I can't even think of all the different industries and all the different skill sets we've got because I think most people still see us as that oh high street retailer, but you stop peeling it back. That's and it. It is. It, it's like an onion. There are that yeah. many, there are that many different <laughs> like layers that, yeah. to what we do. Yeah. Uh, but but you're right. The the good thing is the drive, the energy, the passion, uh, the love for what we do every day. Mm. Like I say, that's what gets us out of bed in the morning. Yeah, big, big time, big, big time. Well, it's been great chatting to you, Carl. Oh, I've loved it. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, Thanks no, for having no, me. No, no, no. Thanks for coming on. And, you know, just hearing about, you know, what's going on in distribution and also E3 is, like, amazing. Yeah. So, yeah, no. Thanks it's for coming exciting. On. It's yeah. very, very exciting. Really exciting. Great. So. Thanks. Thank you very much. No worries. Cheers.